This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Eaton Vance High Yield ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find smart bond selection from a specialized team with deep fixed income expertise. Get to know what's inside EVHY, the symbol of high yield done right, at eatonvance.com slash symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Shakuri. I am a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, and I love all things home and hospitality. I say to, you know, all of the women out there who have a passion and want to do something, that's where, you know, the success will stem from is the passion that gives you drive and don't let anybody tell you no. So just press forward and, and, and work really, really hard. Work when everyone else is sleeping and things will start to look up. This is Secrets of Wealthy Women from the Wall Street Journal, helping women empower themselves financially. Now, Veronica Dagger. New York Times bestselling author and entrepreneur Aisha Curry joins us to talk about her new lifestyle brand, Homemade, what it takes to sustain a website, and what aspiring businesswomen can learn by following her lead. Aisha, you grew up in a religious home. I did. How does that affect your life today? Um, I think... I want to say, see, religious is, is is the wrong term. I did grow up like a Christian and with that religion, but I grew up more so being taught to have a relationship with God. And so I think that that's really shaped and molded me through my adulthood um, because I always have my relationship with God to fall back on and, you know, give me a sense of peace in all the craziness that's going on in the world. So I think it's everything. It's the foundation of who I am. You're a self-taught chef. Yeah. What's your advice for other women who want to try something new, but they're afraid to because they don't have a formal degree in it? Yeah, that was that was huge for me, being okay with the fact that I wasn't a classically trained chef, didn't go to culinary school. Um, but I, I had people backing me in my corner who told me, that's fine. We move on from that. And we use, you know, the things that we didn't learn as growth. And you just work extra hard and you learn what you need to learn and you'll be fine. Um, And so I say to, you know, all of the women out there who have a passion and want to do something, that's where, you know, the success will stem from is the passion that gives you drive and don't let anybody tell you no. So just press forward and, and, and work really, really hard work when everyone else is sleeping and things will start to look up. How can women discover their professional passion after they have kids? Oh, my goodness. So that that's me in a nutshell. I didn't, I've loved food my whole life, um, but I didn't know that I could make, you know, my culinary profession a thing. The That industry is very male-dominated. Um, it's starting to shift now, but generally speaking, it still is. Um, and so it took for one person to tell me I could do it to um, make it happen. And I fell even deeper in love with food after I had my first daughter because I was worried about where things were coming from, how they were made, what what, what the ingredients were going into it. And so I, I took a step back and um, really fell in love with it even more and started my blog first. Um, and um, 
people gravitated towards it. And so I said, hey, I think I can make this bigger, bigger and better. And I haven't stopped ever since. Who was that person who said, hey, you can do it? Um, it was actually, so this is, this is actually a, a, a cool story. It was actually um, uh, two women, one named Amanda Haas. She was the culinary director at Williams-Sonoma and another named Jennifer Aker Smith. And she is the um, head of, of, of um, the business school marketing de- uh, department at Stanford Business School. They were sitting in my living room, um, and I was just picking their brains and, you know, kind of had a whole cloud of self-doubt over my head, and they basically broke down the walls and told me that I should press forward. I showed them, actually, the I had a bunch of sheets of paper written down of this book idea I had and this restaurant idea I had, and I didn't have the people backing me that I have now, but I showed them, like, handwritten notes, and they were like, no, this is great. You should do it. You can do it. And hearing that from, like, another successful woman, I think gave me the push that I needed to be like, hey, they're moms too, and they're out there doing it. I think I can do this. How do you keep your identity when you're part of a famous couple? For There was about a year when we first got married and I found out I was pregnant with our daughter that I didn't really, I was so young, I was 22, 23. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really know who I was. I, I had given up a lot. And so um, that was hard for me trying to find my own identity. But I think it's just making sure, regardless of what it is that you do, if you're a stay-at-home mom and that's your passion, that's wonderful. But I think it's really putting your whole self into whatever it is you're doing and making sure that you're passionate. I, I feel like if you're if you have that passion, then that's the only validation you need is that you're doing what you love. Um, and that should, you know, help fuel and boost your identity. But it also takes... Um, a lot of support from whoever your spouse is as well, making sure that, you know, there's that mutual support and that mutual success and you're lifting each other up. I think that that is a huge important part in, with the identity. What's the greatest professional obstacle you've overcome so far in your short life? I would say um, opening my restaurant is the greatest obstacle. Um, I kind of, you know, dove in head first obviously with no training, I had a great team backing me and people who I know, you know, are successful in the business. And so that part of it, I wasn't afraid, but I was, afraid. I was afraid of like how receptive people would be to our concept. A lot of the menu items were actually, you know, my recipes and things that I developed. And so that was, that was huge for me, overcoming that and seeing people walk through the door and tasting the food for the first time. What's the biggest lesson you learned about that business so far? It's hard. It is grueling. It doesn't stop. You can't say no. That's like the number one rule in the hospitality industry. So you, you always have to give the people what they want. And um, for me, I they say like once you're bit by the hospitality bug, you'll, you'll know from like being in that industry for an hour, being in the kitchen for an hour, you'll know if you belong there or not. And so that was nerve wracking for me. And once I was in there, I swear I got bit by the bug and I was like, this is it. I love I love this. I love making people happy. Um, through hospitality. How often are you in the kitchen there? Um, Not as often as I would like, to be honest. Um, I would say a couple times a week. Um, I I haven't, I've I've expedited a couple of times, but it makes me nervous. That's one thing that I have to work on is building that aggressiveness and that ability to be able to tell people what I want um, and to delegate. That's something that I'm still working on, um, even with everything that's going on. 
so yeah, I, my plan though is to be there at least three nights a week. So, and I've heard other women say they often have trouble delegating or yeah. being aggressive, as you said. How do you think we get over that as females? It's hard, right? Because the perception is when a woman is aggressive, she's a you know what, and that's not the case. I think it's okay for us to know what we want and what we need, um, and I think overcoming that for me is just realizing that that I'm not that word. I'm just firm in, in my beliefs and what I know that I need. And at the end of the day, like when you're, when you're direct, I feel like people are happier because they know exactly what it is you're asking for. What advice would you give to women who are facing obstacles because their minority is opening their own business? Um, I would say, you know, so for me, obviously I'm in a partnership with GoDaddy and I think that the internet in general gives us so much help and having a domain and a website is incredible making sure that you're on all platforms um, from from a social media perspective and just getting the word out there it's such an easy marketing tool to have um, these things right at our fingertips and so I think even if you if you have a storefront if you're opening a small business in a small city it's still important to have those things um, and I feel like that's a great help what motivates you to work Oh my goodness. So I grew up, my mom, I, there, not one day went by in my childhood that I didn't see her working her butt off. And she's an entrepreneur herself. She's been a small business owner for 40 years. Um, she's a hairstylist, so she's a hair salon. Um, and just watching her work ethic and seeing how strong and beautiful and amazing she is, it kind of rubbed off on me. And I feel like I had no choice but to jump into something of my own. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I love it so much. So watching her really has, like, shaped me. I read that your goal was to have your first book be a bestseller, which it yeah. was. Yeah. How important is goal setting to you? It's huge. It's a form of manifestation. And I, like, believe 100% in putting out into the air what you want back. And I, she's standing right off to the side of me, but I sat down with who would become my, my management group and they said, well, what do you want? And I was like, well, this is what I want. And I could tell they were a little skeptical. They were like, okay. But we literally accomplished every single goal that I set out loud within like a year, I'd say. And we were like, okay, now what? And it's just the everything's grown since then. And I truly believe that it's like putting yourself out on the line and saying what you want. It kind of gives you this sense of accountability. Like you have to do what you say and what you put out into the universe. And so it's not... I'm saying this and it's going to happen. It's I'm saying this, people are hearing me, and so I need to back back it up with hard work and effort. How do you figure out what to go after? Um, I just, honestly, I take on projects. I do things that make me truly happy um, and that I feel like I need myself. And so there's nothing that I've done that I haven't had a need for it in my own life. I'm, I'm never putting anything out there just for a check or because I want to you know, see it grow into this big thing. It's because I have a void and I want to fill it. And so that's how I decide what I need. Coming up, Aisha Curry talks about how motherhood and her marriage to NBA star Steph Curry drives her to be a better entrepreneur. This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Eaton Vance High Yield ETF, you know. 
Inside, you'll find smart bond selection from a specialized team with deep fixed income expertise. Get to know what's inside EVHY, the symbol of high yield done right at eatonvance.com slash symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. You're listening to Secrets of Wealthy Women from The Wall Street Journal. What do you say to people who say you're only successful because you're Steph's wife? Mm, that's that's a tough one. That's a sucky one um, that I'm still dealing with. It's so funny. Um, but I know that that's not true because I remember a time, like back in 2013, I literally spent $500 starting my blog, and that's the only money that I've ever used for my business, everything else has like been from that $500 seed that I used growing into this everything else. And so I always say like, yes, doors were opened. That's obvious. Um, it was inevitable. But I had to be the one to walk through them and I had to be the one to put in the work to stay in the room. And so that's something people will say it for the rest of my life, I'm sure. But I have the confidence and I know how much I've, work I've put in to be able to stay in the room and and build what I've built. So I have no problems with it. What do you think of the Gwyneth Paltrow goop comparisons? Oh my, wait, what do you mean? Heard it once or twice. Really? Okay. Um, That's awesome. Uh, I'll take it. I think goop's so cool. Um, They actually have a a, a drink that they sell that I I drink. It's like a morning tonic and it's delicious. Um, But I love it. I love what they're doing. I love their city guides. I love I mean, that's a that's a great comparison. I don't know what to say, okay? <laughs> what branding advice do you have for other entrepreneurs? Um, be true to your own brand. Be true to yourself. Um, don't try and emulate anything else. Um, I think having a distinct identity is very important when thinking of your brand, but ultimately making sure that your ethos makes sense and that it's true to who you are. Not You're not putting something out there just because you think people are going to love it. You're putting it out there because you know it's the right direction to go and it makes you happy. What role do you think websites play in a world where Instagram is becoming more of a favored uh, tool mm-hmm. for consumers? I think it's huge. Um, I think it's a way – Instagram, right, you have pictures. You have a little bit of a caption – your website, you're able to design it and make it look aesthetically exactly what you want your brand to represent. And I love that. It's, you know, it's your own, literally your own domain. It's your own world. It's your own place. Um, and you can truly build the world that you want um, via your own website. And so I love, I love having that. I think everybody should have a website if they have a business. What do you think the secret is to building an online community? I think it's being honest and raw and truthful um, especially for me, I, I guess, as a person, a person as a brand, I think it's, I don't just share all the good things. I try and share like the funny things, or if I'm not having a good day, like I let people know. And I think people can relate to that. Um, and so it's not only a community for others, it's a community for me as well. And like, sometimes if I'm not having a good day, I like look to that community to give me a little boost of confidence. And I think that that's okay. 
Do you ever worry about oversharing? Mostly when it comes to my kids, and I, I'm very, very careful about what I share about my children um, and, and my home, because I want them to have growing up like as normal as a life that, as we can give them. And I know part of that is unrealistic, um, and that's fine, but what I can control, I try and control. Speaking of the kids, how do you make sure they're not going to become entitled? Oh, we, we actually, it's so funny you say that. We, my husband and I were having a conversation the other day um, because we were looking into, you know, moving and um, just talking about saving and creating a cushion for, you know, the next generation and the next generation. And I said, okay. Well, that's fine, and in hindsight, that's what every parent hopes to do for their child. I said, but we're not going to do that. Like, we're not going to let them know that that's the case. Like, we'll make sure they're okay, but they're capable of being great on their own, and so I don't think we give them the cushion. I think we give them the mental tools and show them an example of what hard work looks like, but we're not going to hand anything to them. And so I think... Obviously, there'll always be a little sense of entitlement just because of what's going on around them. But in our home, and again, what we can control, they're not going to have that. Like, I refuse. I refuse. Already, I have a six, a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. And with the six and the three-year-old, like I, even when it comes to like getting something out of the fridge, I'm like, oh, no, you're not just going to go grab that. You need to use your manners and you need to ask. And we'll get it for you and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll help you. And you're not going to eat that whole thing of raspberries. This is what you're going to eat. <laughs> so already I'm like trying to implement like bound, a little bit of boundary um, because I think that's important. And Steph agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's more of the disciplinarian than I am, to be honest. You say you don't worry about running a perfect household. What do you mm -hmm. mean by that? My house is an absolute mess. And you know, I try my best to live like my best Marie Kondo life, but ultimately perfection is not, it, it doesn't exist. And if it does, like, are you leading a happy life truly? And so I try and be organized. I try and do what I can, but when there is a mess, like I try to focus less on the mess and more about spending time with my children and my husband. And I say that can get done later. This is what we're going to do now. And so th I think that's very important for my well-being and my family's well-being. How did you learn how to handle extreme wealth? Like you saying that is confusing to me. So I think I try and not think about that, right? I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's there. That's great. But we're always like, how can we be better? And what can we do going forward? Because for us, it's not about, it's not about the money. It's trying to figure out how to take what we have, help out other people, um, fulfill our goals and make sure our children are okay. So I think that's not even an, a factor in our day-to-day. -day. What's the best personal finance advice you ever heard? Oh, my goodness. Um, don't don't buy frivolous jewelry and nonsense and don't take out leases on cars. And <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, I don't know, Jay-Z said buy art instead because <laughs> – value appreciates we don't buy art but he told if, you if, if I if I if I did I mean I would listen to that um and just you know find good investments find places to invest invest your money um and that's been that's been good for us what do you like to invest in um things that I believe in um women um uh, 
schools, I think, are important, like nurturing the forthcoming generations. Um, I think coding is huge right now. So we try and, you know, do things that will benefit, you know, different coding organizations so that, you know, the kids are getting fed and not only private schools, but in like the underserved communities and make sure that people are getting like fair educational opportunities. And so I think that's important for us. How do you figure out who to trust with your money? That's a hard one. We've been lucky in the fact that um, we use the same people that his father, my husband's father used. And so we have that, we're almost like family. So we have that family trust, Um, but it is hard figuring that out. You just, you got to take a chance, unfortunately. Have you ever had a bad experience or? No, I haven't. I haven't. We've been very lucky. I haven't. You said you get your fix by putting things in your online shopping cart, but not <laughs> not hitting buy, not clicking buy. Yeah. How come? Um, I, because oftentimes, sometimes, sometimes doing that is like a, a little bit of a stress reliever. Um. And I know that I don't need all of these things that I'm looking at, but I'll put it in the cart and just forget about it. And it also it also helps me to think about if I really want it, because if I forget about it, I didn't need it. So I'll like put it in, close it off. And if I think about it, I'll go back and it's saved and it's there um, if I need it. But if I don't like forget about it, it's a good it's a good method to like figure out what you what you really want and what you don't. What do you say to people? It's like, why is she doing that? She doesn't need to do that. She could buy it. I mean, that's not that's not what that's not how I operate, though. That's not what life's about. You know, it's not about because I can get this, I'm going to get it. Um, I, both my husband and I, we've never been that way. Um, it's nice to have nice things, but if you don't need it, you don't you don't need it. You said women need to be fearless. What do you mean yeah. by that? Um, I feel like so. For me, I feel like sometimes we're held back thinking we have to be confined to a box or a certain lane, and I don't think that that's necessary. I think that, you know, there is no ceiling, especially in this day and age that we're living in. Like, the possibilities are endless, and I just want women to know that and know that they can have a goal, set a goal, and obtain that goal with enough hard work and and I want women to know that there's a whole girl tribe out there of women that will support them. I think that's important. And I think that's something we've all learned over the years is that it's not every woman against every woman. It's like every woman together uplifting each other and there's space for everyone. Um, and I think that's been really important for me. So I try and like nurture my relationships with other strong women and we figure out ways to like, you know, collaborate and get better together. I think that's really important. So what made you decide to choose GoDaddy? I think GoDaddy made so much sense. It's honestly, so both of my parents um, actually host their sites via GoDaddy, and they have for years. Um, And so it was a no-brainer for me. I was in the middle of a rebrand trying to figure out how the heck I was going to do it. And the timing couldn't have been more fantastic. They were there to help with every step of the way so that I could... With the, with the planning of my site and all of that so that I could focus on what I needed to focus on. And it was, it's been a really great, beautiful partnership. Um, and I'm just excited, you know, to, to represent them. It's been amazing so far. What's ahead for you? Ahead for me, um, right now, it's just making sure that homemade is the best product possible um, and that we're, you know, 
giving the consumers what they want and that our message is clear and concise, that's really important for me. So it's taking everything that I have and making sure that it's it's the best. Um, it's not necessarily adding anything onto my plate, but just making sure that I'm staying innovative and creative and making what I have great. And how involved are you in all of that? I was talking about this earlier, but like even with my cookware and my bedding, like every step of the way I'm involved from the tooling of a handle to you know the pantones to the way something feels. It's all very important to me. I'm very sensitive about my work. Like I'm, I, I wanna make sure that everybody's getting the quality that they deserve because I know, I know, you know, that they're using their hard-earned money to, to buy these products and I want to make sure that they're getting the quality that they need and deserve. Time now for your secrets. I'm Aisha Curry and my money secret is to invest in things that you're passionate about. If you have the passion and you see that the person you're investing in has that passion, it's usually a good intuition. So trust your gut. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out more episodes of Secrets of Wealthy Women on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast provider. And be on the lookout for our upcoming ebook based on the Secrets of Wealthy Women podcast. This episode was produced by Tanya Bustos. I'm Veronica Dagger. Thanks for listening. What's your secret? Let us know. Write podcasts at DowJones.com or on Twitter. Use hashtag Secrets of Wealthy Women.